Counseling those impacted by trauma on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, I'm delighted to have with us Dr. John Babler. Uh, Dr. Babler serves as professor of biblical counseling at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. He's also the missions pastor at Birchman Baptist Church. He's uh, married to Mary Lee, and they have 11 children and now uh, 12 grandchildren as well. I love Dr. Babbler uh, and the time I was able to spend with him uh, as a colleague down at Southwestern Seminary. Uh, he was actually one of my uh, PhD professors, so I had a chance to spend a lot of time with him. Uh, he has a lot of years of experience in dealing with issues of trauma uh, through several of his ministry opportunities, and I'm looking forward to the discussion that we're going to have today. That he can, that we have an opportunity to glean from him on some of the the issues that he's dealt with that have been very, very traumatic. So, Doctor Babbler, I'm so grateful that you're here with us. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you, Dale. It's good to be here. So as we think about this issue of trauma, it's sometimes we wonder in crisis mode and trauma issues, um, it's too late if we wait as ministers until the crisis happens to prepare for uh, us doing something about it. So why is it important for us to prepare as ministers uh, to, to minister to those who are impacted by trauma? One of the reasons it's important to prepare is because of the fact that, quite simply, traumatic events are happening more frequently mm. in the context of our culture. The number of uh, active shooter events has gone up dramatically in the uh, last 17 years. The opportunities for people to minister in those contexts are great. Mm. In addition to that, the suicide rate continues to increase. I've been working in the emergency services for many years. It's uh, skyrocketing among police officers and firefighters and in the military as well. And so people impacted by trauma, those types of traumas, but even something as even maybe more common that might impact more of our church members, for example, a DWI crash, where is going to impact many more maybe mm -hmm. than a uh, an active shooter event. Mm -hmm. But preparing to be able to minister to people in the midst of those traumas or in the aftermath of those traumas I think is very important. Yeah, it's interesting that um, we, we do notice that trauma is happening all around us. You've had the opportunity to be involved in several, even high-profile cases. Uh, do you mind just telling us, uh, our listeners, a little bit about some of those those cases? There was a shooting at a, at a church uh, nearby in Fort Worth and, and some others that you've been a part of as well. I think that context would be helpful. Sure. I responded as a fire chaplain to the shooting at Wedgwood Baptist Church. Uh, in 1999, and and out of that was asked by the counselor at that actual ch at that church to develop a uh, a, a model mm -hmm. uh, of crisis counseling, which I've developed and and put in put in book form as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, in addition to Wedgwood Baptist Church, I responded to the Virginia Tech shooting. Uh, I responded most recently to the shooting at Santa Fe High School in Santa Fe, Texas and uh, have opportun had opportunity to minister in those contexts, as well as a number of other uh, crises, natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, those types of things have been heavily involved in responding and counseling uh, in those contexts as well. 
One of the things that I love about Dr. Babbler's is his ministry has demonstrated that uh, the church certainly is the institution at which we do soul care and we promote biblical counseling. Uh, but what we see is the truth of God's word applies even outside of a, a formal context of ministry uh, in things such as fire chaplaincy and uh, being involved in, in police uh, chaplaincy as well. And the, the truths of God's word, especially in trauma, apply anywhere we go and everywhere we go. And, and Dr. Babbler's ministry has demonstrated that. Uh, Dr. Babbler, as we think about uh, how we counsel those who are impacted by trauma, there there's a different way, and there are different styles and types of the way we imp- we counsel someone who's been impacted by trauma. Can you discuss some of those? Sure. One of the most important things that I try to communicate with people as we think about counseling in and around trauma events is to not be intimidated. Mm. Uh, how would we respond? How would you respond to someone who uh, just had their husband or wife killed in the line of duty? How would you respond to that family that we dealt with not too long ago in a suburb of Fort Worth that was headed to church and turning in literally to the church driveway when they were rear-ended and the wife was killed and one of the children was killed and the husband and the other child survived? I had the opportunity not just to be involved in that, but to counsel the the man who was driving the pickup that that ran into them. How, mm. how, what would you do? How would you counsel in the midst of those situations? Mm. And my encouragement to biblical counselors is you'd counsel the same way mm. you'd counsel anyone else, mm. that the tools, the sufficiency of Scripture, the Scripture you use, the prayer, mm. hopefully the, the support of the church body that you use in day-to-day counseling, mm would be the same counseling that you'd provide for somebody that's dealing with trauma. So I think one of my concerns is that sometimes we're intimidated or mm. or fearful of entering into the lives of people impacted by trauma, mm. so we may hesitate or we may not get involved. And so the encouragement from me is to, to be involved and mm. to recognize that even as God provides in the midst of counseling somebody who's dealing with anxiety or, mm. or fear or discouragement and depression, God will provide... Uh, his word is just as effective uh, for those in trauma. After that Wedgwood shooting, as we developed the model, one of the things that we decided if we were going to develop a biblical model, we needed to look and see what the Bible said about crisis. Mm. And so four of us, one of my colleagues and two of our doctoral students, we divided the Bible into four different parts. We read through with an eye to what it said about crisis, and each one of us were surprised at how much crisis there was in the Bible. Mm. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have been, but but all four of us were. The mm. Bible from Genesis through Revelation contains myriad examples of crisis. The Bible is not unfamiliar with crisis, mm-hmm. and we need to be encouraged and reminded of that as we think about preparing for counseling those that are in, in, in crisis and dealing with trauma. One of the other things I think that is important to keep in mind is even though the ministry and the counseling is the same, it's still different as well. Mm. It often is uh, much more long-term. Uh, often there's much more listening. Uh, we, we talk frequently about the fact that in counseling, we, we often listen during that first session before we provide much teaching and counsel. And I would argue in the midst of trauma, we may listen a whole lot more than just in that first session. Mm. Uh, for somebody in trauma, everything changes quickly. It's mm. very fluid. And mm. so what's true today may not be true tomorrow. What's the most significant issue today may not even be an issue tomorrow. Mm. And so listening and, and, and responding to someone as we minister to them is important. Uh, in addition to listening, just having compassion, mm. uh, having compassion for what they're thinking about and, and uh, what they're dealing with mm. becomes a vital part of that preparation as well. And you might think, well, of course I would have compassion for somebody who's dealing with crisis. Mm-hmm. 
but but thinking through from a perspective of Jesus' example in Matthew nine thirty six that he saw the multitudes and he had compassion on them. Why? Mm. Because they were distressed and downcast, like like sheep without a shepherd. And mm. and to think through this person is not only in trauma and crisis, but they are they are like sheep without shepherds. Which for me, having grown up in Dallas, uh, was a just a biblical phrase. But mm. as I've learned about sheep, I've realized that sheep without shepherds are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't do well. And so we have compassion for that person as we reach out to them and realize that sometimes they may say things that are. Uh, inappropriate or that are offensive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, as biblical counselors, need to address those things, but not always right when they say it. Mm. Maybe we need to come back and, and, and circle back and deal with that that statement or that question about God a little later, mm-hmm. uh, maybe rather than in that very time where they mention it. You know, I hear um, all the time when people are talking about doing biblical counseling that there, there's a certain fear that they're going to say the wrong thing or that they're going to say it, say something that makes the situation worse. I remember early in ministry, uh, a senior minister told me, he said, I would much rather do funerals than weddings. And as a young man, I'm thinking, well, those are the hard situations. I, I don't know if I want to do funerals. And he reminded me, he said, you know, when, when people are broken and when, when things happen that remind us of our mortality, uh, people are more open to hear about the gospel of Jesus. Uh, and talk for a second about even in trauma and crisis, we might have a tendency to fear entering into a situation like that. Uh, but, but crisis may be a situation where people are much more open. That's a great observation. People in crisis are open to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're already dealing with life and death. A lot of times when we're dealing with people who are just going through life as normal and there may be challenges, but uh, eternity and life and death aren't, aren't central. That's not a prominent thought, not something they're, they're thinking about. But, but people, especially those that have dealt with trauma, they're, they're, they're thinking about life and death. That's, mm-hmm. that's prominent to them. And so the opportunity to come alongside them and develop a relationship, and that's another thing I'll point out about ministering to those in crisis and impacted by trauma, is that relationships often develop very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that I've known for less than a day, I'll sometimes have a deeper relationship with than people I've known in the context of a church for months maybe. And, and one of the reasons is because in the midst of that thinking about life and death, I believe that they're trying to answer a basic question, can mm-hmm. I trust this person? Mm-hmm. And if they answer the question, yes, I can trust him, then it's uh, Katie bar the door because we're going we're gonna to deal with this because we're dealing with life and death. And so I think that's a great uh, observation that people in crisis are open to spiritual things. And we as the church, uh, and specifically biblical counselors within the church, mm-hmm. we need to be prepared and observant looking for those opportunities and taking advantage of them. So when we think about counseling in trauma or traumatic situations or what we call crisis, uh, we do have a separate category. We, we, d- we describe these things as being uh, an intense, uh, drastic alteration of a situation or intense pressure of some sort. What are some of the unique aspects of counseling uh, when, we're, when we're working with those who have been impacted by trauma? Well, I think one of the things is that a lot of times we have some ability to relate to those that we're counseling, even though we may not be struggling with the same issue. Uh, if, if we're dealing with somebody who's uh, struggling with adultery, and, and we've not struggled or dealt with adultery, but we've, we've struggled with sexual temptation, we, we, we can have some level of identity and uh, identification and understanding with that person. Frequently, we, when we're dealing with somebody who's impacted by trauma or crisis, there's no basis for which we have a, an ability to connect to that. My my oldest son is a, a firefighter in Dallas, and, and he talked about the fact that uh, for several of his 
people on his engine that he ran with on a particular CPR call, a pediatric CPR call, to them it looked like, well, we had a, a child, a baby, and we did CPR on him, and then we took him to the hospital, and the child passed away. He said, but my experience was different. My experience was that mom came out to the curb and placed that dead baby in my hands, mm-hmm. you know, and I I did those chest compressions. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a different experience than any of my – they're firefighters. They've had similar experience, but it's still a different experience. Mm-hmm. And so – Frequently, we're going to encounter people that have experienced something that we really have no way of relating to. Uh, and, and in the midst of that, we need to be encouraged by the fact that it hasn't taken God by surprise. And again, as we consider the word, it's it's certainly not out of keeping with what God's word speaks about and speaks to. So that would be one thing I think that we need to keep in mind as we prepare. Another thing is that Listening, as I mentioned already, listening I think becomes very important, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to we need to prioritize that. And one of the ways that I think we can do that is to become more proficient in asking questions, mm-hmm. because I found a lot of times when you're ministering to somebody in trauma, a, a well asked or a well placed question can often bring about some conviction or can bring about some some thinking. So I don't have to say, "Thus saith the Lord." Here's what God's word says. But sometimes I can ask a question, and they'll say, "Oh." You know, you're right. That's really not the way I ought to be thinking. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I like to ask to people in, in, in trauma and crisis is, so where do you think God is in this? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in the midst of the answer to that question, uh, people will give us a lot of information about their current state, but their belief in God as well. Mm-hmm. In, in my context of working with police officers right now and having worked with a lot of firefighters as well, uh, by and large, they don't share a whole lot. One of the ways that they survive in those fields is uh, is is to pretty much cope and, and deal with things internally, and that's not a bad thing. I think that it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think God gives them an ability to cope in the midst of that. But sometimes those questions will allow them to think, oh, there's been a series of things that have bothered me. Maybe those infant CPRs, like my son described, there have been a series of things, and that all comes together. We need to recognize that there can often be a cumulative effect, especially for those in the uh, first responders, as first responders, or maybe in the military. Uh, there can be a cumulative effect of, uh, of, of crisis and trauma as well. So those are some of the unique aspects of, uh, of counseling those that are dealing with trauma and crisis. And those are so, certainly so helpful to us as we think about engaging in very difficult situations. I know it's, it is a fearful moment when you think you have to step in and in a very broken situation to know what to say. Uh, that helps to slow the process down, to give us encouragement from the word that we've had, we have answers that can, that can breathe life into a very desperate situation. Dr. Babler, thank you so much for the conversation. I think this will be helpful for all of us as we work through it. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, in the podcast, Dr. Babbler actually mentioned a model of crisis counseling that that he put together. I, I want to make you aware of that book. It's called Biblical Crisis Counseling, Not If, But When. We'll have a link to that on our notes page for this podcast. I also want to mention uh, our 2018 annual conference where we talked about trauma, specifically abuse. We had six plenary sessions speaking on that topic, and then also uh, over 50 breakout sessions where many of them were dealing with issues of abuse and trauma. So what I'd like to do is to make you aware of all the resources that we have on our website that you can avail yourself to where you can learn about how to minister God's Word in very difficult, even traumatic crisis situations. 
If you want to learn more about Dr. Babbler's book or our many resources, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.